Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, sharing my adventures in homeschooling from behind the wheel of my RV, currently in America's backyard. And I'm Holly Giles from the Giles Frontier, sharing my experiences in parenting right here on my back porch in Central Florida. Join us as we share our Christian perspective on parenting and home education. So find yourself a quiet, cozy spot, and let's share a little time together. Greetings, Road School Moms. It is episode 173 here at Road School Moms Radio, and we are talking today about spring fever. I bet you have it. I know I have it. Oh, yes. I have it already. (laughs) So we're going to talk just a little bit about some things that you can do to breathe new life into your homeschool from the back porch or behind the wheel or wherever in the world you are. But before we get started, Holly, tell me about your week. Well, it's been a busy week here at the Giles Frontier. You know, we have these classes going on in springtime, and we just have all kinds of things. I've been working in the garden, like I talked to about a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and things are starting to grow and sprout, and I think we're going to talk about that today, too, aren't we? A little bit of gardening. We are. I love being here with you in Central Florida. Um, You're talking about your classes. I'm trying to hang out and and stay here for your (laughs) next class. What is it, like River Exploration? It's River Exploration. We're going to go down to Katie's Landing on the St. John's River, and we're going to get in the water and look for some different organisms and identify them, and we're going to do a little geocaching. Have you ever done that before? That is, no. We have always wanted to, and we tried to do it down at Manatee Park in Fort Myers a couple of times, and we could never find whatever it is that you got to find to look yeah we just we could never get it so that would be so fun yes i'm going to combine it with letterboxing which is kind of old school before geocaching came around what tell explain me to so letterboxing that's kind of the old-fashioned i've been doing that for a really long time same idea you're hiding boxes at different locations but it's more of a riddle instead of a gps location it's a Mm -hmm. riddle on where you find it and the you know in geocaching you you take something and you leave something and you can sign the book with letterboxing it's a stamp so let's say the goths you have your own family stamp whether you bought a stamp that was a butterfly or Mm -hmm. you got creative and actually made a stamp okay and you take that with you letterboxing and inside the box Mm -hmm. whoever created that box has their own stamp and it's notebooking really you have a little notebook you know how much i love i know (laughs) And My ears are perking I up. know. So you have your own little letterboxing notebook. And every time you find one, you put that person's stamp in your notebook. And then Ooh. you put your stamp in their notebook that they leave in the box. So That's it's more fun. of an old-fashioned, I think it's kind of cool. It's like a scavenger hunt. Yes. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like it. Kind of like the scavenger hunt we when we found the pool at the DeBerry. Yes. You guys, you know, we talked about the pool couple weeks ago yeah another episode and we did it last night we had some friends come over we had a bonfire because the goths it was gonna be there last night (laughs) until i decided to change my flight because i love it so much with you on your back porch i'm staying or you're avoiding the fourth nor'easter is what you're avoiding really Uh, we won't talk about that so we piled all the kids in the back of the truck and in the minivan and we found the first pool built in florida you know what I loved about last night, besides the fact that it was fun, is that that is the typical 
road school experience that goes the right way because so many and I'm just I'm speaking about myself so many times you think oh we need to do that oh we need to plan to do that well we we had talked about it forever right but we didn't we just our friend showed up remember and her poor husband is the first time you ever met him and we're like okay Derek we're going on a road trip yep and he's like what what happened (laughs) everybody just all the kids piled in the car we didn't worry about oh get waters or who's got on what she we didn't do anything we just got in the car and we went and it was fun it worked out but you know what I want to say about that is you know we did this and we did we called it road schooling but we literally went a half a mile down the road yep and I've lived here for 20 something years mm-hmm. and I've never been at that location. So there's so much to discover right where you live. There is so much to discover right where you live. And it just goes to show you that what we've said about road schooling all along is right. It's where it, it's real, it's where education meets adventure. That it didn't say that you had to live in an RV or you had to drive 500 miles or there was some kind of a radius regulation to call it road school. <laughs> you can road school right in your own backyard. We're making that rule right now. That's right. It can be anywhere, a half a mile. And we weren't even, we were gone, what, one hour? Yeah. That's it. It it was fun. It was great. Everybody had fun. Get out there, road school moms. Find something today that you can do and get out there. Did you see Kristen's face when she ate that orange? She said it was a something not a, a bitter well, root. Well, so this area was orange groves a hundred years ago. Okay. That area. So there are some wild oranges. If you know anything about oranges, wild oranges are sour. But I I use them for orange juice. But if you're not accustomed to that and you try to eat it, it tastes really bad. But I I just wondered if you saw her face. Oh yeah, if I, did. I had had the camera on her. Her face and Taylor, or one of my, I think it was Taylor, <laughs> had it in her mouth about the time Kristen realized. Because no sour. one said I wouldn't do that. They just did it. They just ate it. I was it. so excited. I couldn't believe all these all those oranges were in the middle of nowhere. I didn't. I mean, I guess I just had never thought of it being wild like that. I the, didn't even think we should have gotten some to make orange juice this morning. Next, we didn't do it. Next, next time. time. Next visit. All right. Well, let's get back to spring fever. I love talking with moms at this time of year and getting how they're feeling. I'd like to start with the moms. Some moms, I think, get in a mindset where they get tunnel vision Mm -hmm. and we've got to push to the end. We still have 50 lessons left in our math book. And Maybe we haven't even gotten halfway through history or whatever, and sometimes that becomes a trap. Don't you think for moms to hoard the children inside the house who are climbing the walls Mm -hmm. because we've got to make it by May whatever, you know, a certain date? Yeah, you know, I think that you have to remember, I mean, I guess maybe some moms or some homeschool structure has to be on a schedule, but for me... The whole reason I started homeschooling is because I didn't want to be on someone else's schedule. So September to May isn't necessarily my internal schooling clock. It's, it's, it is what it is. And, and having said that, we've talked about this before. We homeschool probably more on the average of four days a week, but that every week doesn't look the same. So we, you know, I'm not pushing towards any May date in my brain. I'm, we just. Well, I think that's when anxiety and Mm -hmm. stress can take hold and then you're kind of like, you're done and you don't want to do it because the kids are balking and you're thinking, okay, I can't take this. I can't do this homeschooling thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't working out because you feel like you are. And it's your own time clock, really. Yeah. It shouldn't be anyone else's time clock that you have going. 
Now, some states, there might be days that you have to account for, but I don't necessarily think that means you have to, you know, be at a certain place. Because I don't even think in any school you finish any book. Yeah, well, like, okay, so in the state of Indiana, that's where we homeschooled first. You just have to do 180 days for the year. So I know in a lot of states there is a... Right, you have to count your record keeping. You have record keeping to do. Yeah. So what about the weather? Do you think that your mood changes or your children's mood changes with the weather changing? Well, you know, though, I've already had this discussion with you that I know now. So, I mean, I didn't know this my whole life, but I, re- I really am affected by the weather. I have to see the sun. I don't, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't like rain because I actually do like rainy days too, kind of sometimes. But for me, springtime is a, it's just renewal. It's refreshing for me. It's gives me a chance to change my perspective. I use it as a, as a tool to change the perspective of my kiddos and to kind of get them recharged too. So my, my mood definitely gets in gear in the springtime. Yes, I, I am affected by weather. I think in Florida for me, it's different. I get affected during the late summertime because it's so stinking hot. Mm -hmm. I know you've talked about that before. Right, and so it's kind of opposite for you. So we're trapped in late July, August, and I feel that. So springtime, I want to be outside. I love it. My boys, they don't want to be inside. So... So the boys and I kind of adjust our days. We actually spend a majority of the mornings outside during the springtime. And then we kind of come in in the afternoon and get our work done that way. And I, I think it's good to think of changing your schooling during the season. You know, our time has changed. Mm-hmm. So it's lighter later. Mm-hmm. And they like to play with their friends who go to school. So we kind of get that middle of the day out of the way and then... They're free. You know, our, our dinner time changes. Yeah. Everything kind of changes, and it, it takes a little bit to get in a groove with that in the springtime. But what do you think about moms? I think it's a good time to connect with other moms in the spring. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I think that you probably, well, I don't know. For, when you're, when, for us, when we're traveling, a lot of times some of us are in the same time in the winter. We're wintering in the same locations, or people are more stationary in the wintertime, it okay. seems like. So a lot of times in the springtime, everybody's a little restless. And so actually for us, it might be a little bit of the opposite. Instead of connecting, we're probably disconnecting. And, <laughs> um, you know, but having said that, though, it's, it is also the time to connect with maybe someone that isn't in your same area or maybe you're going to meet. You know, that I guess that is true. Well, in connecting, I mean also for encouragement to get through that last mile. You yeah. Know? That, you know, this is the time that homeschool conventions get started. Mm-hmm. And people get excited about that. And some people don't go to homeschool conventions or like a smaller, more intimate thing. And I always say, if you can just connect with a friend. So either you can, I don't want to use the word commiserate, but it's nice to get together with somebody who feels like you do and see the encouragement in each other and give each other a little bit of encouragement to to keep going. Because sometimes, you know, I talk to a lot of moms. They're like, we're done. We're over it. (laughs) We don't want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay because I think we all have that mindset sometimes. But I think that it's really important to surround yourself with someone that's like-minded. It doesn't mean you have to homeschool the exact same way or right. or that you can't have public school mom friends. I don't mean it that way either. But it is good to have one or two people in your life that, you know, feel the same way you do so they can keep you going in the right direction. You can help keep them going in the right direction. I say have a cup of coffee 
get together and enjoy the weather a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have a cup of coffee to re-energize you and let the kids play a little bit. Get their energy out. And then that kind of can help you get through a week. You know? Yes, and there's so many things that you can do. You don't, like we talked about earlier in this broadcast, you don't have to plan an entire day's worth of craziness. Just throw some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in a bag and some waters and call someone that you know can do the same and meet somewhere. This goes back to us talking about being bored. I have, I meet a lot of, and I have a lot of type A personality friends who want every minute scheduled. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a schedule, it's a little unnerving for them. Not and for I me. think <laughs> <laughs> if it was, you're not now after being here for a week, right? <laughs> you see our schedule. But I think this is a good time to free yourself and just go to a park or go for a walk and not have a plan and let it unfold. Let your children sort of feel free. Whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. It might be feeling free at the playground. Right. might be feeling free on a nature walk at your local state park. Uh, you know, getting into a little bit more of nature. The, the season's changing. There's new buds on the trees and the birds, you know, are nesting and all those things. And just take time. Not even have a plan, like a loose structure. You know, we've yeah. been talking about maybe doing some nature journaling things yeah. for our road school moms. And maybe we could come up with something for them. I would love to do that. I, I We've been talking about it for a we while. We have. I've introduced my nature backpacks uh, several episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So for us, we always have those backpacks or something. And I know you do too. We always have. We have our nature tote always. Yep. And so tell me real quickly what goes in. What's in your nature tote? Just the gist of it. I always want moms to not feel like. They have to start with a nature tote that's full of stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's the plastic grocery bag from your trip to the grocery store Mm -hmm. or, you know, we've got bags. If you're a mom, you've got a closet full of bags somewhere. Cute totes, whatever. Get one out, throw some crayons, colored pencils, and some paper. You know, I'm a spiral notebook girl. Throw one of those in there. And that's all you need to get started. Now, as you go on, we always have, we have a very simple bird book that we keep in there, uh, old pair of binoculars, maybe some Tupperware, not Tupperware, but you know, those throwaway plastic containers. If you yes. find some cool stuff yes. that you can keep it in there. And I always say, just add as you go, add as you go, but just start with the basics. So when you're out somewhere, you have some things to do. Oh, you know what my number one thing is? What? Bubbles. Bubbles are fun. Well, bubbles can get kids excited of all ages and kind of loosen the tension if doing nature type things aren't your thing. That's such a good idea. My kiddos have those backpacks. They're only 13 inches, so they're not very big. And when you look at it, you would think, well, my goodness, you can't fit much in there. But that's my point. I don't want it to get so heavy that they're carrying around a bunch of stuff they really don't need. Because what I want them to be doing is looking up and looking out. So, like you, ours has binoculars, a magnifying glass, a compass, some colored pencils. It has little clipboards so they can draw what they see and maybe yes. journal a little bit. But that's basically, oh, flashlight, I think, in ours, maybe. But
Yeah, I think that we should. Okay, I know what we should do. What are we going to do? Let's help road school moms put together a nature journal. I like it. Over the next several shows, we will give some advice on each show towards the end of the broadcast. Okay. And we'll help them build their own nature journal. We'll include some freebie printable pages that they can use to get started. So that And it's you're not good so at that. Dancing. So you're going to make the pages for us? Sure. I'd love to do that. So let's talk about this real quickly. So Road School Moms, what can they do right now to get ready for the next episode when we talk about actually starting a journal? What are the options for... Go in your homeschool closet and find what you have left over. You know you've got stuff in there. Do you have extra composition books? You like those? Uh, Yeah, our nature journals one year were in composition books. Okay. Uh, Spiral notebooks. You know, I like to buy them when they go on sale and you can get 10 of them for, you know couple dollars or something so I always have a stash so are those the eight and a half by 11 ones yes I would say eight and a half by 11 for any age just that's the great size some people like and it depends on your child if they like that type of thing they might like a smaller one and maybe they want to decorate it uh don't can't you get some of those composition ones that are blank inside I don't think it has to be but I was that's just nice. gonna say you know the composition books I, that's so funny you say that I was getting ready to say composition books if you've got smaller kids you can buy the ones that are blank at the top and lined at yes. the bottom so that mm-hmm. way they can draw even for your older kids I think those are great because you they can draw what they see or if there's a certain setting that they find that they really think inspires them and then they can write about it or write about their day or just anything like that I love those type of composition notebooks yes and also, <clears throat> let's not make it complicated. No. I my goal is to get families outside in a simple way mm-hmm. that they that's achievable, and so we're going to make it simple. We are, and you know, if a binder's your thing, I know one of my kiddos yeah. loves binders. Binders are great. You just print it off, punch holes in it. Whatever works for you. We'll make it. We'll accommodate for that. We will. So the printables we make will accommodate any of those three things: a binder, a spiral notebook, or a composition notebook. Sounds so whatever's good. easy for you, and don't feel like you have to do one for every kiddo. If if you want to do one for every kiddo, that's fine. But if you want to do a family nature journal, you could do that. That's what we do. I used to try to everybody do that. I have boys. I think it depends on your kids, I do you too. know, and they go through seasons where they might like that. But, you know, for the most part, my boys did not particularly care for journaling. So we do a family one, which works out really well. I love that. Okay, road school moms. So your road school homework before the next episode is to decide how you're going to compile your nature journal for your family. So whether you're going to use a binder, a spiral notebook, a composition notebook, or something similar. That's all you have to do. And then on the next episode, we are going to start with the cover. And we'll get started oh, over okay. the next few weeks. And we will help our community put together their own nature journal. That's good. Well, you know what I think we should share also for spring is some book ideas. Mm, I love that. You know what I love? What? I was in your membership the other day and I was looking at a book study or something that you had in there for a book. And it was called The Gathering Table. That was one of the places yes. in your membership. I love that. I think that's one of my favorite places in there. So the gathering table is where I do a lot of book explorations. And honestly, that's where I pulled a few of these books because I love them. And so what I do is I take a book and I kind of break it up a little bit and give you some activities that you can pick and choose from to really soak the book in. And I I do a lot of read-alouds even though my kids are older. Mm -hmm. And you might hear the book titles and go, eh, you know, but do it anyway. 
because they love that. And then all the activities really are for, you can do for multiple ages. Right. I love that. So we're going to actually publish our book list from Road School Moms, our spring book list for you to gather around your table with your kiddos. But tell me some of your favorites, Okay. So I, one that we're going to put in there is called For the Birds and it's by Peggy Thompson, and it's actually the story of Roger Tory Peterson, who actually wrote the Peterson Guides that we all use today. Oh, yeah. And it's a story of his boyhood and how he loved birds so much, but he didn't understand how to read the scientific names. So he is the first one who created guides, bird books, for the common people with common names. Ah. So it's a story of his boyhood, which I like those because they kids love reading about kids in childhood right and also i want to put in there i I love robert mccloskey you know i'm talking about one morning in maine blueberries for sal it's getting blueberry season here yes yes so i love blueberries for sal uh, we're going to do some story stones at the gathering table about that in membership Uh with blueberries for sal and the penderwicks If you've never read the Penderwicks, that's a great one for spring and summer. And I actually just put a whole thing in there on the Penderwicks at the Gathering Table. Yes. Learning Lifestyle Revival. Yes. We'll put that link. You know what? What? I'm probably speaking out of turn. Maybe we could give our Road School Moms a spring fever discount if they want to try your membership. I would love it. There's so many wonderful resources in your membership. I would love to. And even if you just used it you know in the first month how about we'll give them like five bucks off the first month awesome give it a try can you make the code spring fever i think i can we'll put it in the show notes for sure okay we'll do that i have to check that for sure but one last thing i want to talk about for our spring fever is gardening and so i want one of the books i really like is called square foot gardening and i think there's one called square foot gardening for kids and i like that because even if you lived in an apartment you can plant something in a pot. Yes. And kids love watching stuff grow. Mm -hmm. Even my 15-year-old, they love watching stuff. Green beans. If you just planted some green bean seeds, that's all you got to do. Tomatoes are good. Tomatoes are good. I have issues with tomatoes here in Florida, but I I love to grow tomatoes, but I have a lot of issues with that. Green beans have always been successful for us. I've grown strawberries in a container before. Well, you saw my strawberries over there, but I have to cover them up because the cardinals come and eat them. Yeah. When I'm not looking. So, you know, even though we travel, we we don't have any right now, but I always missed my plants when we got to traveling in an RV because I always had plants and I always had a big garden and I always canned things and put things up. Yeah. So even though we didn't continue to do that, what we did do was plant herbs. And so we always had two or three herbs on our counter and that always kind of filled. Oh, yeah. Makes you feel good. You know, just something green. Yes. Makes you feel good. The one herb I would recommend to anybody is rosemary because it smells good. Oh, two herbs, sorry. And mint. Because mint, you can't kill it, pretty much. And what have we been having here to drink the last couple of days? I'm in love with that mint lemon tea that you've been water. keeping on hand. I'm sorry, water. Yes, it wasn't tea. It was water. I just cut up a lemon, grab a couple of sprigs of mint, and crush it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Throw it in there. And we've that's what we've been drinking the last couple of days. I love it. And you know, Super my, easy. My kids are even drinking it, too. Yeah. It's so yummy. Super easy. So that's a great way to curb your spring fever is to plant something yes get some seeds plant going. seeds not only seeds in the ground but seeds in your family That's find a family project oh i love that 
I love that. You know, spring spring's also a time to talk uh, about insects and life cycles. So that's another thing that you can life explore. cycles is a perfect thing. We've got birds nesting. Have you seen the hawks out here yet? I have. Have you? There's so much wonderful. Thing yeah, there's out all here. kinds of things nesting and going on out here, and. If children have not, if that hasn't been pointed out to them, mm -hmm. then that's a whole nother thing that they can be looking for. The butterflies, the monarchs, mm -hmm. all those different life cycles you can get into in springtime. You know, your county parks or state parks, or if you're blessed to be close or traveling through to a national park, those are great resources. I know that there are a lot of birds of prey shows that you can oh, look yeah. to or, you know, look, those resources are available throughout those government parks so that's a good resource to check yes for that. and a lot of times wherever you live there's some smaller organization we just did a field trip to this family runs it's a bird of prey center and they actually started out probably 20 years ago taking in birds of prey for rehabilitation and now they open up their property and they do uh, classes and teaching children about birds of prey uh, looking for them how to you know Actually, you know what? I want to say this because I really didn't realize this. The <laughs> screech owl they showed us burrows in cavities and limbs of trees. They're super tiny. I mean, they're really, really tiny. Screech owls are? I think, I th I'm going to say it was a screech owl, but it was really tiny. Okay. And they said... You know, everybody wants to cut stuff in spring. You want to cut it back and, right. you know, and she said not to do that, especially uh, larger tree limbs and different things, because she says the what declines the population of those types of animals that live in there is springtime and them being killed by cutting back the trees, you know, maybe a dead limb and those types of things. And she said, if you could wait until summer. Because the spring, they're nesting. Because it destroys their yes. habitat. Yes. And I never thought that's, about that. That's good information. Yes. There's so your tidbit, your spring I tidbit. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Where's this Birds of Prey place? This is actually in Apopka, Florida, and it's called ARC, A R C, Avian Reconditioning Center. And it's a husband and wife. He is actually a licensed falconer. Do you know what that is? No. A falconer, they train birds of prey. In this instance would be a falcon. There's different types of falcons, but they also train hawks to do the same thing. And they train them to fly and uh, retrieve. It's mm -hmm. like retrieving with calls and, they, and then they return. Hmm. And they do this super cool thing. Grayson is actually interested in falconry. And is it, what is the... Uh, the military academy that's in Colorado, is it Air Force Academy? That's it. Did you know the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado, which we actually took a tour there a couple years ago, they have a whole falconry program. Really? Yes, and they've actually done it at sporting events. I've seen oh, it on okay. TV before. Yes, you know yes, what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes, So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yes. Hmm. So there you go. There's your little tidbit of nature information. I love that. For springtime. Well, you know, springtime brings rain. And that reminds me of a show we're going to do later on this month. Which what are we is, doing? There's no such <laughs> thing as bad weather. Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's a show we have coming up. What are some other things we have coming up this month? I think we're going to do some more stuff on nature. Don't you? Yeah, I think this will be a, a month 
field of nature. And then I think we're also going to talk about curriculum a little bit. Yeah. The curriculum um, cr- crunch. Curriculum crunch. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Awesome. So Keep check a our, variety going. Check our schedule. Stay tuned for our upcoming calendar. Use Holly's Spring Fever code if you want to try out the learning lifestyle revival over mm-hmm. at the Giles Frontier. And there should be a link in the sidebar of our roadschoolmoms.com page. That's right. And in this show post, there will be a link to the reading list if you want to gather around your table yes. for some spring read-alouds. And the other thing that will be posted in our show notes this time is uh, the Spring Cat Scavenger Hunt from Road Trip Teacher. That is what's currently the freebie over there if you subscribe. Hey, Mary Beth, do you hear that? Is that the ice cream It's truck? the ice cream man. I wish Taylor, Tori, I hope she hears or sees it because she'll be over the moon. I think we should just end it right now and go get some ice cream. Sounds awesome. Road School Moms. <laughs> Safe travels. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Please remember to share your review with iTunes. Stay connected with the Road School Moms team from wherever in the world you are. Like our Facebook page for all the latest news. And join our private group for a more personal connection. You can also check our Pinterest boards for more resources and encouragement. Connect with me, Mary Beth, through my website at roadtripteacher.com. We invite you to leave comments, ask questions, and leave your prayer requests at roadschoolmoms.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all our adventures. To connect with me, Holly, visit thegilesfrontier.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.